So about eight months ago, me and my wife decided we were going to have another kid. Well, we had already been decided, and we had another kid. It's a little girl named Molly. Here's a picture of Molly right here. She is now eight months old. Okay, she... Uh, she's cute. Okay, here's another picture of her, too. Aww, I'm in trouble. Like, she looks at me like that, and I'm just like, do you want some money? I don't... I thank goodness she doesn't know what it means already. But uh, so I love, oh, I love my little girl. So we had Molly in June of last year, and I decided to do something um, many would call really, really stupid, okay? I decided, hey, what's better to do when you have a newborn child than to buy another house? And so we saw this other house that we really liked, and obviously we were having another kid. We are like, it might be better for us to have a little bit more room. So we're like, hey, let's go buy another house. I like that one, okay? And so I go and I say, and when you buy a new house, you go like, hey, I will give you this much money for your house, and then you have to wait for them to say yes or no to yes, I will take your money for the house, okay? So I put in that offer for that house, what's called an offer. I still own a house. It's a really bad idea to own two houses, okay? It's really better and smarter to just own one because they're expensive, okay? So I already owned a house. So I was like, okay, we should sell this house so that we can buy the other house because I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't have two houses, okay? Because I'm not Justin Timberlake or someone rich. So I was just like, okay, let's sell this one. So I put it, I, I put it up for sale and it sells within like a day. All right, so we have a month to get out of our house, and we have not heard if those people who are on the new house, if they want, like, they're saying, yes, we can buy their house, okay? So it takes us a real long, long time, but we have to get out of our house. And so I go from having one house to maybe having two houses to having no houses, okay? And I'm in trouble, all right? So I end up having to go, all right, I'm not a proud, I'm not proud of this, but I ended up having to go live with my mom, all right? So my three-year-old boy, my like three-month-year-old girl, and me and my wife, Julie, we all have to go live with my mom because we don't have a place to live, all right? And so thank goodness we buy a new, we find a new house and we're only in there for like a month and a half, which is still a stupid long time to live with your mom when you're 28. Yeah, I'm 28, cool. I'm the same age as Will. Um, and so... <laughs> Funny joke, all right, side note, I'm sorry, I just have to explain it. Will was born in April of 1988, and I was born in July of 1988, and Will really likes to rub it in that he's older than me. How old are you, Will? I'm 28 too, see, we're the same age, we're the same age. So I don't really like to admit that he's older than me. Uh, but anyway, okay, so long story short, completely forgot what I was telling you guys. Houses, mom's house, yeah. So we buy this house, this house, okay? So we get this house and we're all excited about this house, okay? And then it has this stuff called popcorn ceiling. How many of you guys live in a home with popcorn ceiling? It's the worst thing in the world, okay? And so I was just like, I'm getting rid of it right now. And so I thought, okay, we're, we're not in the house yet, so let me just scrape it all off the ceilings before we move in so that way it's all said and done and we don't have to worry about it. Well, when you scrape the ceiling, then you have to like what's called retexture the ceiling. Then after you retexture the ceiling, you have to repaint the ceiling. And so I was like, oh, that's gonna take a while. 
ew, these floors are ugly. Why don't I get rid of these floors? So I start pulling up floors, okay? And then I'm like, okay, we'll just put carpet all upstairs in our bedrooms and it'll look a lot better. So I'm like, okay, well, well, while we don't have any floors, why don't we paint upstairs, okay? So we start painting upstairs. And so then I start looking downstairs and I'm like, well, it's gonna take them like a week to get the carpet. So why don't I just go ahead and destroy my whole house and it started to look like this. Uh, Okay, that's what I bought it. It looked like that. The next week, it looked like this. That was a mistake. There, there, there to that. And in my mind, I was like, no problem. I've got a week till I get carpet. I can fix this, okay? (laughs) Four months went by. Four of them, okay? I was without a kitchen. I was without any kind of sink, any way to cook food, okay? I was literally in a construction zone for four months. My wife is a very, very patient lady because she lived in this for four months with two toddlers, okay? My bad, my bad, okay? So four months later, like last week, it finally looks like this, okay? Let's just say I called in a lot of favors and it took a long time. But this was kind of my journey. So my, my daughter has literally, poor, poor girl, I'm so glad she's not gonna remember this because it was like, from the moment she was born to now, she's eight months old, seven months old. She's not eight months old yet. She turns eight months old, not yet, okay? She's seven months old. When you have kids, you like refuse that they're getting older. See, see this happened, okay? So like they're in my sink because we have one of those cool like apron or farmhouse sinks and stuff. And oh, I was just like, thank you, Jesus. God is so good. Like the way he walked us through this. And then he gave us this. And I was just, man, I, my heart was so happy, but that poor girl, my goodness, I hope she learned some stability in her life now that we have, you know, a kitchen. So, but through this journey, God also took me on another little journey um, as when it came to my job. And guys, my job is, I am the 4640 worship pastor and I have the best job in the whole wide world, okay? I love leading worship for all of you guys. It is my heart's delight to get to do this on a weekly basis and I love it so much. But you know what, I learned something that as the worship pastor, I don't know if I knew or maybe I forgot it or just didn't quite figure it out until this last eight months. And this is what happened. So we went to a thing called Desperation, which um, is this retreat in Col- or this big event in Colorado Springs. And at this event, they have some of like the biggest worship teams in the world. Like, um, I don't know if you know this, but most of the songs we do up on stage are from some kind of worship band in the United States or in Australia, like Hillsong, all these people. So um, at the event, there were some really, really great, like top, like some of the best worship bands in the world, like Desperation Band, Brian and Katie Torwalt, um, somebody else, and then, um, then Planet Shakers, okay, Planet Shakers. Now, I have to admit, okay, of all the people that were there, I really was excited to see Planet Shakers, but this is why. Because I heard they put on a really good show and they're real musical and I was like, oh, that's gonna work really great. I just like, it's gonna be fun to watch. But of all the bands that I could say I respected or like looked up to the most, I would say it was like everybody else and Planet Shakers, okay? And I gotta tell you, I was wrong, all right? So they come up there and man, they, they just start 
like they start with their fast songs and these guys have some of the coolest music in like the Christian world. It's awesome, like in the world, it's just fun stuff, right? And they start jumping around and dancing and what I went into it thinking, oh, they're just gonna put on a really good show. I caught myself and I started looking at what they were doing and I was like, these guys, these guys aren't putting on a show. They're doing something. And, and what I learned from Planet Shakers, they weren't just doing these fast songs, they were doing something different. And what I learned was they were praising. They were praising God. And I realized what they taught me was that praise has purpose. That praise has purpose. And I watched these guys and they're just blowing my mind. They're jumping around, they're dancing. They're like, yeah, we're gonna have a Jesus. We're gonna have a party for Jesus. And I was like, a party for Jesus? And then I realized they were Australian. I was like, oh, a party, a party for Jesus. Not a party for Jesus, but it sounds really similar. But they were just having fun up there, but they were celebrating who God was. And it kind of like, man, I felt something. And it kind of like ignited something in me when we got back. And so coming back home, I go to the band, all right? We have like the coolest youth band in the world. You guys don't realize. Nobody has a youth band like you guys have, all right? It is the best, all right? And so I go to them and I go, look, this is what we're gonna start doing. We're not just gonna do fast songs anymore. We're not just gonna do these songs that have a cool little giddy up in their song, all right? We're not gonna just do that. We're gonna do something more than just a fast song. What we're gonna do is we're gonna start praising God and we're gonna start making sure that our God feels welcome here by our praise. It says in Psalms 22, three, it says, yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. And Israel means God's people. And so this says he's enthroned or he gets to take a seat on the praises of his people. Who in this room would say, I'm one of God's people? Amen, all right? Okay, so I knew that I knew this verse for years. I've had it memorized, Psalm 22.3, yet you are holy and thrown on the praises of Israel for years. I've even said it up there on stage and said, hey, everybody, let's praise God because it says in Psalms 22.3. But man, something about it changed. When I read it again, I realized there's more to this. And it's not just that he's enthroned on the fast songs that we do because we always do a fast song first. It's that he's, in, he's enthroned on our praises. And honestly, when we came back and we said, unashamed, we're just gonna go after it. We're gonna praise God, we're gonna jump, dance around, shout, just look like fools up there and we don't care who notices. And honestly, it's a little uncomfortable. It was a little uncomfortable for us to just go up there and just not care what anybody else thought and just do that. But I knew that it had purpose. And here's the truth, guys, that in the moment where you encounter God in praise, there's a choice that we have to make. And that choice is who is gonna be comfortable in that moment? Oh my gosh, okay, he's never late, he's always on time. Oh, okay, this place is kind of a mess. All right, okay, I'm kind of freaking out. Okay, it's fine, he's never, he's never late. Oh my gosh, okay, it's like, it's like, <laughs> right on time. Hey, God, come in! Hey, what's yes! up? Wow, hey, look at hey this place. This is beautiful. Thank you. I love what you've Thanks. done here. Thanks, God. This is amazing. Yeah. God, <laughs> I am so stoked you're here. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like Me so too. stoked. I have the entire day planned out. Oh, the sorry, whole day. I've got hair in my mouth. Keep going. Oh, it doesn't happen to me. I don't have a beard. 
God, we could we could play Connect Four. Uh huh. Yeah, Battleship. Right. Okay. No good at Battleship, but it's fine. I don't really think anybody yeah. is. That's kind of the whole point, right? And the best part is what? What's what's that? We can make cookies. I love cookies. Yes, they're great. I love cookies, I love, too. cookies are they're awesome. So Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm like, I'm such a bad hostess. Like, why don't you just, why don't you just take a seat? Right here? Yeah, just go ahead. Oh, okay, just sweet. That's but, such a nice... No. I'm going to sit in this one. This is my chair. Okay. Well, that was, that's confusing, right? Because you said, here, take a seat, and then there's only, I mean, I only see one chair. Yeah. And then you're, you're, in, you're in the chair, and you said, hey, you take a seat. I thought I'd be in the, it's, it's okay. Yeah, that's no, funny. this, <laughs> that's awkward. This is my chair. Okay. My, it's really comfortable. Yeah. It looks comfortable. It's really nice. Look at this cool ottoman that yeah, you have with it. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. It's so, look, it's squishy. Yeah, it's really it looks nice. very comfortable. I'm glad that you are comfortable. Yeah, thank you. Um, I have, I have another chair, I guess. You have another, okay. Yeah. You got another chair. Everything's I'm fine. Sorry. You got two chairs. Let's bust out that other yeah. chair. Come on. Yeah, okay, God. Give me just, just like one second. Oh, man. This is... Right next to me. Come on. This is a chair? Yeah. That's it. It's yellow. This is... It's a good color. Okay. Come on, sit. I mean, I'm gonna, I gotta figure out... How to... Just sit down. Look, I invented sitting. I know oh, how it works. On. Okay. Sit down. <sighs> Jeez, Pete. What a gosh. It's so nice and comfy, huh? Totally. Just are you like mine. Are you, are you sure you don't have another chair? Like, um, that I can sit in maybe like a big plush... Like leather, black one, a lot like this one, maybe, with an ottoman. Uh, no. Nope. It's more comfortable than this. I've got parts of my body fall asleep I didn't know could. Yeah, no, this, this is mine. This is the only chair I have. It's really comfortable. It's mine. Uh, right. Got it. I gave you You're, a chair. See, I just, I just thought you'd want your guests to be a little more comfortable than this, because, like, I'm pretty sure I'm getting, like, paralysis of some variety. Well, I mean, I... I, I guess we can, like, share mine. <laughs> really? That's your solution? Yeah. We're going to share the chair? I don't, I don't really see a problem with it. Don't, okay. All right. Let's, we're going to do this. Look, we're going to share perfect. the chair. No, it's fine. Right we're here. We're going to share the chair. Look at this okay. corner. It's per oh, okay. All right. Okay. Well, okay. let's, I mean, okay. we got to figure I out just, how to share the chair. This okay. is your idea. All right. You just, I'm just going to go, like, Okay, wait. Okay. No, I'm all just, right. This is like kind of awkward. Yeah, for I'm real. Just, all right. Okay. No, all right. No, no, this is. God, you're like squeak. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, this. Okay. That's, like. Here, I got, I got an idea. Okay, okay. Okay. This isn't working. All right. So we're just going to both sit, put, sit on one, one arm and then on three. Okay. We're just going to go in and back and however we land is how we land. Okay. Yeah, sounds like a really good idea. Okay. One. Okay. Two. Three. <laughs> oh, God. All right. No, that's my. Yeah. This okay, is. Okay, wait, cut. So in this moment that we encounter God, it says that, that we, we enter into his courts, that we can welcome him with praise. And when we bring him into this place with our praise, we have a choice. And the choice is who is going to be comfortable? Because here's the thing, if we decide that we don't want to praise God the way we know we should with jumping around, shouting, singing loud, dancing around, and celebrating who God is, and if we choose... I don't want to do that for whatever reason. The reason could be, I don't want to do that because my friend over here will think that I'm weird and I don't want them to think I'm crazy. 
Or the reason could be, I'm just tired. I had, I had basketball practice or wrestling practice or any of those kinds of practices, and I got here, and I'm already kind of tired. I just, I just played like five rounds of knockout over there. I'm tired right now, and I don't, I don't want to. Whatever the reason is, maybe you're just like, I'm not feeling this song. It's not deep cries out, and I really want to go to the left and then go to the right and then jump, 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 jump. And because it's not that song, I, don't, I, I, I just can't, uh-uh. I just, I just can't, right? Or, or, or you're just sad. Maybe you just had a bad day. You got picked on or your things are going bad at home and you're just sad. And you think, man, that's a good reason to not want to praise God. Or you're just not focused. Or I won't even just call on you guys. Maybe you're, you're an older person and you're just like, my knee has been hurting for 10 years and I can't praise God. All right, so I, I don't want to just pick on you guys, you right? Or we have these reasons, right, that we don't want to praise God When we do that, we make the decision to not praise the way we're called to. We choose for ourselves to be more comfortable than God. We choose our comfort. We don't want someone else to think that we're weird. That would make us feel uncomfortable. I'm really tired and my legs are kind of tired. And so if jumping around would make me feel uncomfortable. I'm really sad. And so changing my attitude and just deciding to praise God, that, that doesn't feel very comfortable to me, and so it's easy in this moment to choose our comfort over God's. But guys, this verse says, if God's chair is literally our praises, then the better the praises, the better the chair. And so in those moments where we go, ah, I just wanna sing the song, but I don't really wanna do anything because it'll make me feel uncomfortable, take a seat, God. But when we give up our own comforts and we say, you know what, I, I, I can't imagine having God in the room and not giving him the best seat in the house. All of a sudden we go, you know what, I need to go after this. I need to praise him. I need to welcome him. I need to jump up and down. I need to shout because then he gets the best seat in the house. So we did this as a band. We said, listen, when we're up on stage, For us as people, as worshipers and praisers of God, we are going to make sure that he feels welcome and he gets the best seat in the house. It doesn't matter what the crowd is doing. It doesn't matter if people are on their phones or leaning up up against the stage or not focusing at all. It doesn't matter. We as a band are going to make sure that God feels welcome here and we hope that people join us. And what's so good about God, what's so, so good about God is, yeah, it was uncomfortable at first. But then as we did it, we realized, man, there's, there's purpose in this. There's something really cool going on when we do this. It stopped being uncomfortable and it started getting real comfortable for us. And it started being the opposite, that if we didn't do this, we felt like something was wrong. And so it was like, yes, we gave God the best seat in the house, but all of a sudden he was just like, you know what? Love seat, have a seat with me, all right? And it was just like, he's like, come on, take a seat with me, get comfortable. And so, guys, we did this. And then we went into 4640 Conference, which was the coolest thing we've ever done here in 4640. And we went after it. As a group, as all of us at 4640 Conference, we decided we're going to praise God big time. We are going to go after him. I have never spun so many circles in my life. I have never sweat so much in my life, okay? Like, whoo, it was warm up there on that stage, but my goodness, do we go after it. And we danced and we praised harder than we ever have before, and it was awesome. And I learned something else at conference. When we did that, all of a sudden, 
things started happening that we'd never seen before. And we started experiencing God after that moment of praise in bigger ways than we have ever seen before. And this is the next thing I learned when I, what I learned at conference was this, is that big praise equals big presence. Not only does praise do something in that very moment, it also sets us up for more. Praise is the invitation to God. It's not just the seat, but it's the invitation to God that says, hey, come, hang out with us, hang out with us, talk to us, be here among us. And you know what? During the praise, you might not feel his presence like you do in the worship. You might not feel it. You might not get like the goosebumps, you know, or the weird shiver down your spine. You might not really feel it, but that's okay because the praise is just the invitation. And so when we praise and we do that in faith, we come back and we realize, man, and we go into that moment of worship, we see, holy cow, God is in the room and it is awesome. And this is how I know this, okay? In the Old Testament, to be worthy of communing with God, to being near God, you had to make sure you were pure. But the only way to make sure you were pure was to make a sacrifice. And so if you wanted to be near to God, you had to make a sacrifice. Well, in Hebrews 13, 15, it says, therefore, let us offer through Jesus Christ a continual sacrifice of what? Proclaiming our allegiance to God. So the writer in this is saying that sacrifice, that sacrifice can be praised. And we were just talking about how sometimes we have to sacrifice our very comforts, our, our energy. We have to sacrifice our bodies. We have to sacrifice our, our, our thoughts and our emotions. We have to sacrifice those things and make that sacrifice of praise. And when we do that, our praise is a sacrifice and that sacrifice allows us to draw closer to God. And more importantly, it fixes stuff in us and it fixes our hearts so that God can draw close to us. Guys, here's the truth. When we get to heaven, and if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you live for him and you obey him and you follow him and you've asked him to forgive your sins, we will all get to go to heaven, those of us who have done that. And when we get to heaven, we will praise God like we've never praised him before. But let me tell you this, you will never be able to make a sacrifice of praise to God in heaven because in heaven, it's all you're gonna wanna do. But here on earth, there are moments, and I will tell you myself personally, there are moments when it's not what I wanna do. There are moments when I'm tired. There are moments when I've just had a rough day and I wanna focus on something else. There are those moments, but when I choose to praise, that becomes a sacrifice of praise. So you will never be able to praise God in heaven like you can praise in heaven or on earth. Here on earth, it is an obedience to God and what he has asked us to do. And it is that much more sweeter to God here on earth when we choose to make that sacrifice of praise and more sacrifice means more presence. And it can be so easy to just want to like get through the fast song and then you know that, that time where we can just close our eyes and, and, and we just kind of can get close to him and we can get into that intimate moment or we can get down on our knees and we can surround our friends and all those times. And it can be easy to just want to get to that stuff because that stuff, you know, like it, it's easy and, and there's, there's not as much to do about it and we want to just get right into singing the slow songs and just singing out that stuff. But here's the problem, that's step two. Not step one. 
Step one is the praise, and step two is when we get to encounter and draw near and grow closer to God in that moment. And at Desperation, the the lady who spoke from Planet Shaker, she said something, and it stuck with me, and she said, a lot of people know how to worship. A lot of people know how to just close their eyes and engage in that moment and things, but she said, but few people know or have, and many people have forgotten how to praise. Guys, praise sets us up for greater intimacy and connection with God during worship. So we have 4640 Conference, guys, and it, and it just rocks this place. And in the moment where we are just going nuts, it come right now, like the first song of conference, and we're just going nuts. We're going after God. We're praising him. The head pastor of this church, Pastor Dan, he's standing in the back, and he feels it. He feels the presence of God, and he says, oh, my goodness, we need to do something about this. And so he, he decides we're gonna do this thing called First Revival in our adult services. And so it was at the beginning of January and it was this thing, it was like 4640 conference for our adult services for big church, all right? And so January 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, they're gonna, they were having, they had this conference. And me, Pastor Amanda, and Pastor Julie, we get together and we say, listen, we saw what happened at conference. Big praise brought big presence. And let's make sure that our adults know this stuff. And you know what? It's not just for young people. It's not just for people who, who are young and who, who have the energy and are, who are willing to just go, and go crazy and get a little goofy. No, it's big praise equals big presence no matter who you are, no matter what your age, no matter what your background, no matter what your mistakes or any of those things. It doesn't matter. Big praise equals big presence. So we said, let's go. Let's do it. And so, guys, I'll tell you what. At First Revival, old people jumped. (laughs) Old people danced. They praised their butts off, all right? And it was beautiful. And you know what? God showed up in big ways after that big praise. And it was awesome. And it it was just so cool to see. And so not only was this something that God just put in my heart, and then we, we here in 4640, just us, felt it. All of a sudden, it was something that affected me and all the pastors and then all of 4640. And then our entire church, thousands of people are doing this thing where we are praising God so much. We are praising him with huge, we're jumping, we're dancing, we're singing out and all of these things. And guys, we realize that praise has a lot more purpose than just being the first song. Guys, I love worship. I have loved it since the beginning, and I don't, I, I don't want you guys to think that I don't love worship. I have loved it, and it's been my heart's desire to just get into that intimate, just place with Jesus during worship. I've been, little, I've been the worship pastor here for almost 10 years, and man, I, I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. But when he showed me this praise, I realized that there was something more, and there was something awesome, and I wanted to see it in me, and I wanted to see it in you guys. Guys, this stuff about praise, it just brought me back to this place of passion. I don't, I don't even wanna be like the 4640 worship pastor anymore. I wanna be the 4640 praise pastor because I love it so much. Guys, I, I don't know what you're going through in your life. And I understand that, man, you could be going through some really great things or you could be going through some really heavy stuff. You could be dealing with family issues. You could be dealing with a bully. You could be struggling at school with your grades. You could be doing great on the basketball team or wrestling. Good or bad, 
God still deserves all the glory and all the praise. In the Bible, guys named Paul and Silas, they're stuck in prison. They, they, they were talking about Jesus and so they got, they got thrown in prison. There's really no way out and they just started praising God. They didn't cry about it. They didn't say, oh God, help us. They just said, God, you're good. And they praised him like they needed to. And you know what? Those doors just swung open. Prison doors swung wide open. In the, in the Old Testament, it talks about the Israelites getting all of a sudden three huge armies facing the Israelites to come and completely wipe out and destroy the Israelites. And King Jehoshaphat said, God, what do I do? And he said, just go, I'll take care of it. And so Jehoshaphat said, okay guys, let's go. Hey, singers, instrumentalists, you go ahead of us and you start praising God. And so as they're walking to the battle, they start praising God and while they're on the way to the battle, God confuses the armies, the three huge armies that are gonna completely annihilate them. He confuses those armies and all three armies completely wipe out each other to where the Israelites walk up <laughs> to the battlefield and there's no one alive and there's just stuff everywhere for them to collect. Praise won that battle. Yeah. And I tell you what, praise can swing wide your prison doors. Amen. Praise can defeat your battles that you're experiencing in life as well. So what we're gonna do, is we're gonna have a little praise party. So I want you guys to come forward, guys, and then I just wanna ask you a few questions here. All right, so I'm gonna ask you a question, and I believe the answer to all these questions is praise through it, all right? And so if you want some space because you're about to go a little crazy, get some space. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you a question and I want you to answer uh, praise through it. So I'm gonna ask you a question and you say praise through it. So if you're going through hard times, what should you do? If you just made the A-team for basketball, what should you do? If your parents are fighting and struggling and you don't know what to do, what should you do? If you just got straight A's on your report card, what should you do? If you're dealing with a bully at school, what should you do? In every season, in every moment of your life, what should you do? Let's do it! Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.